The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name's Chris. I'm your neighbor, bellying up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. We got 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb, and it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. In that iconic building over at 95th and Pulaski, stop in, say hi, tell them I sent you, pick up a free EP podcast car magnet, throw it on the back of your car, and check out a Junior Savers account for your kids. It is never too early to start teaching your kids about money. Help them take the first step toward a healthy financial future with a Junior Savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. With that account, kids can earn interest on every dollar they deposit and get to watch their money grow. Show your kids how rewarding saving can be and set them up for success. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com slash juniorsavers slash EP. No minimum required open. Member FDIC. We're going to go sit on a rooftop and drink some beer later on in this show. And we're going to sit down with a man who grew up in a family that ran a small business right here in Evergreen Park and now helps small business owners realize their dreams. Plus, we've got all the news and events and information you could possibly get into 30 Minutes of Good for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. But I want to kick it off with an event that I stopped by Friday, Evergreen Park Community High School. If you drive down 99th Street, you've noticed all kinds of construction on their athletic fields. Well, on Friday, they dedicated a brand new baseball and softball diamond. Two diamonds out there. Modern field turf. Absolutely the prettiest baseball diamonds that I've seen in the area. And all the dignitaries were out there. I even saw Ron Kittle, 1983 Rookie of the Year with the Chicago White Sox. He was there. You won't hear Ron in this clip, but let me tell you who you're going to hear from. You're going to hear from one of the people that designed the field. Superintendent Tom O'Malley, Mayor Kelly Burke, and former Mayor James Sexton, and then a conversation with myself and Tim Moran from the high school. It was a great event, a lot of fun, and really cool to see these fields that are not just for Evergreen Park baseball and softball. Take a listen. There's about 1,200 fields like this, synthetic, that go into the, uh, into the ground in the U.S. every year. Most of those fields are just the infield. Essentially, you have here the, you know, the three unique things. Is one is there's turf in the outfield here, okay? And the mindset is, in addition to softball and baseball, they have all other field sports, in addition to probably many other things like physical education and other things, where they're playing uh, in the outfield, they're training on it. So this is a you know one of the unique things that's being done here that's not been being done in other parts of the country is they're utilizing every inch of this field. The other unique thing, part of this is the is the safety element. There is a very uh, key focus out of the group that put this together is athlete first. Okay, so when you're on this field, you will notice there is no crumb rubber in the field. It's, it's wood, it absorbs water and it cools the field. Under there is a shock pad that if you fall on it, it absorbs impact. And lastly, uh, the wood is very friendly to our environment. The vision behind that is the gentleman here to my left, I wanna introduce the superintendent, 
Tom O'Malley. Thank you, Jim. Welcome to Evergreen Park Community High School Athletic Complex. We're very proud to have you join us in celebrating the grand opening of this space and to recognize retired Mayor Sexton, who's been instrumental in making Evergreen Park the wonderful community it is today. Now, I would like Mayor Kelly Burke, who's been a wonderful partner with us as well for our district, to say a few words and to introduce Mayor Sexton to share a few words. Thanks so much, Tom. Like many of you, we're just wowed by this facility. It's just fantastic. And um, it's so fitting that we're here tonight to honor Jim Sexton because Jim, as Tom said, has been um, leading this community for as mayor for 20 years and before that as clerk. And he helped create those partnerships, helped create, forge those relationships that allow you to put together the people who need to come together to make these big projects work. So uh, the entire community is going to be able to, you know, not just the high school students, but the entire community will be able to take advantage of all the good things that are coming through with the high school and their athletic facilities. And we're so happy, I'm so happy to be part of that village and so happy to be here tonight to uh, honor and introduce Mayor Jim Sexton. Thank you, Mayor Burke. Thank you all for being with us tonight. I am truly honored by this particular event. Um, I'd like to thank Superintendent O'Malley, the District 231 Board. This school started making some great strides when Tom arrived here. I thought he was nuts, but uh, he's a heck of a lot younger than I am. When he told me that he wanted to do this baseball uh, softball field and then he took on the evergreen bath and tennis club but it shows his dedication to this community and his dedication to the future because without these young kids out here student athletes playing we have no future we're hoping that all of these young folks go on to bigger and better things and then purchase property here in evergreen park Standing here at Evergreen Park Community High School with the brand new public relations director for the high school. What are you like three, four days into it? You already got an event. Three days, yeah, less than uh, less than a week. They threw me in the deep end, but yeah. No. This is Tim Moran, who formerly was with the Patch and now is doing this right now for the the high school. And how how exciting, first of all, is it for you to come in right away? And there's an event. Oh, this is great. It's just a wonderful night. We had some rain earlier in the day. It cleared up right for this event. Just perfect weather, a perfect fall day, and yeah, just great to see these uh, fields and to have so many people from the community come out and see what a unique thing Evergreen Park has here. As people drive down 99th Street, they've been trying to figure out exactly what's being built over here. And now the whole thing is is done and it is absolutely stunning. I mean, it, right now, explain this to me, is this true now? This, this turf allows not only the baseball team and the softball team to get out here and play, but the grass isn't there to be ruined. So it's right. like a multi-purpose thing that can be used by a ton of different people, a ton of different organizations, people all over the high school. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, from afar, it looks like it's natural grass, but it is a uh, perfect uh, field turf. It's from Midwest, uh, a company called Brock Infill is uh, the name of the actual turf. And what really strikes me about it is, uh, so you go on the football field, you go on uh, other fields where there's regular field turf, uh, like say on a 97 degree day, the heat really uh, uh, absorbs 
absorbs on the turbine. It's so super hot, but these feel they have something in it where it's not chrome rubber, It's a, and it turns into actually, you could have 40 degrees cooler um, on there. So uh, you could have a 97 degree day, and then on these fields, it feels like it's nice 60, balmy 70 degrees and everything. So, and it, and it, and it prevents injuries, and also it makes the ball bounce, and uh, I just really can't wait to see a couple of games on these fields. Well, first of all, it's a beautiful stadium. I mean, look, I you can go to a major league ballpark and the seats here are the same if not better than some ballparks. I mean, oh, yeah. these are comfortable baseball seats. You got you got grandstands around it. it it's it seems to me like this would be a fun place to take in a ball game. Yeah, as someone who's covered high school sports, this beats bleachers ten times. Oh, and yeah. These seats are actually right from the Louisville Bats uh, minor league baseball stadium. They couldn't use them anymore, and uh, somehow the school was able to get connected with them and just bring the seats right here. So it's the comfort it's of... It's like uh, box seats. To, this is crazy. Exactly. It's like the comfort of going to a White Sox game just here in uh, Accessible Evergreen Park. Okay, and then also a dedication. James Sexton. Yeah. Is it, what is it, James Sexton? Way Drive, what is it? It's going to be Drive. May, Honorary Mayor James Sexton Drive. That's going to be the driveway. Well, now it is officially just a few minutes ago. We have dedicated uh, the driveway in between the school and these fields as Honorary Mayor James Sexton Drive. And uh, people will see the brown sign as they drive down 99th Street, which will be a great addition for people. Why, why dedicate to the mayor? I mean, he's a great mayor, but yeah. he, tell me a little bit about the involvement that he had in getting this done. Uh, he was uh, he was instrumental uh, in this. He gave our superintendent Tom O'Malley, uh, yeah, go ahead, do what you need to do. You you know this is going to be better for the school, and always supportive of this high school. Tim Moran, now over here at Evergreen Park High School, thrown into the fire. I'm, I'm your first official interview, right? As, as interview. in the new job, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first one. You know, you, you did good, Tim. Absolutely, not bad for a beginner, right? There, you go. there we Now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, and let's start off by congratulating head coach Gary Verdi and his Evergreen Park Mustangs. The football team got a big win this past Friday night. The coach is on our weekend update each and every Friday. He'll be on again this Friday to talk about a big win over Eisenhower on the road. They get that elusive fifth victory, which should mean playoffs for the Mustangs, and they have one more game against Oaklawn coming up this Friday. They win that game 34-7. They improve to 5-3 overall and 3-2 and in their conference. You want to hear what Coach Verde said before the game? It's on demand. And don't forget this Friday, you'll hear from him again right before that game against Oaklawn, which closes out the regular season. This Thursday, the Evergreen Park Senior Council is having a luncheon at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. It kicks off at 11 a.m. And their special guest is Evergreen Park Library Director Frank Murray. The luncheon includes barbecue beef and entertainment. $10 for this luncheon. Buy your tickets today, the day this episode comes out, on the 18th, that's a Monday. For more information, call 708-422-8776. This coming Saturday, the youth department has that babysitting class and there are still spots available. It's on Saturday from 9 a.m. until 3.30. It's for kids 12 and older. There is a limit to the amount of students that can be in the class, but if you want your kids to learn CPR, the Heimlich Maneuver, all of the skills they'll need if they're going to babysit around your house or go out and do it for somebody else, register at the youth room, 3450 West 97th Street, as quick as you can. And Halloween continues the fast approach. Halloween Parade at 50 Acre Park on Friday, October 29th. 
6 p.m. to 7.30 for kids 11 and under. Fanta Fest the next day on Saturday, October the 30th from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. That's at 9547 South Holman Avenue. The EP podcast should be out at both of those events. And then Halloween hours are noon until 8 p.m. at Evergreen Park on Sunday the 31st. Make sure you have lots of candy. There is also a trunk and treat on that day from noon until 2 at the First United Methodist Church in the parking lot, 9358 South Holman Avenue. That's your EP podcast word on the street. And November is Small Business Month, and it's right around the corner. We're going to talk to a local man who has been involved with small businesses since his dad owned a bakery here in Evergreen Park, and that is next. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Jack Baker joins me down here at the bar. Jack, you've lived in Evergreen Park for like your whole life, right? I mean, you were, we were talking, I'm going to tell everybody what you're over here for in just a moment, but we were talking when we first sat down and you, you were, your dad owned a bakery in town. You've been, you've been doing banking all over the, the area. You probably know everybody in Evergreen Park. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me over, Chris. Um, yeah. Uh, my dad's bakery, Baker's Bakery in Delhi, was a pretty popular bakery back in the day, uh, 95th and Francisco. Uh, we had that until about 79. Um, we used to live in St. Bernadette, and I stayed there until I got married in 1993 and moved out to Oak Lawn. So I've been in the area basically my whole life. Yeah, and now you're over at the uh, First National Bank of Evergreen Park, and the reason that I wanted Jack to come in here is... You know, November is a big time for small businesses. We're currently working on something with the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce that the EP podcast is going to be part of for Small Business Saturday coming up in about a month. Uh, We've always worked with small businesses here on the EP podcast, and you work with businesses inside the bank. We got to talking. I was like, let's get on and talk a little bit about it because there's a lot of people that own companies or think about owning companies or have ideas and work out of their houses that listen to the EP podcast. And that's what you specialize in, right? It is. We uh, try to help out all those small businesses. We do work with a lot of larger businesses too. Uh, My forte and what I really like working with is the family owned businesses because my dad was a small business owner and he needed help uh, with his banking and finances and stuff. So that's why I like to spend a lot of my time on and the bank has made that very easy for me because there's a lot of products out there that we have that are kind of geared towards the small business banking community. Yeah. I mean, like that was the thing, like I, we talk about the first national bank of Evergreen park a lot cause they're our sponsor. They're right on the logo. Um, and, and I know that when I first started this podcast network, you know, the broadcast basement on demand radio networks got the EP podcast, Southside Pod, Socks in the Basement, the number one White Sox podcast in all the land. And we've got all these other podcasts that are affiliated with it. But when I started the thing, I just walked into one of the big branches. You know, I, I, I had an account there. And so I just was like, I need to get a business account. And they hooked me over the business account. And then every time I walked in the place, there was a new guy in charge of it. Like every six months, there was another guy that I would go to as a small business owner to ask questions and they didn't even know who the heck I was. And I got frustrated with it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go 
to the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You guys have started sponsoring me. And I was like, well, why? Every time I learn something about you, I'd be like, well, well why, am I, why am I not over there? And I'm going to tell you, ever since I went over there, I walk in the building. Everybody knows me. I went in today to make a deposit. Not only did the person behind the counter that, that made the deposit know me. It was like, hi, Chris. But two of the other bankers waved. You know, the, the, the manager in the office waved. Like, everybody's just like, I feel like if I went to them and said I got a problem, like, they, I, I get a better response of, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you guys kind of know your people, right? Yeah, that's one of the best things about uh, the smaller community banks. Nothing against the larger banks. They have their place in the society and banking and everything. But uh, several of the people there have worked there many years. It's probably the best group of people I've worked with at the bank. Um, unfortunately, one of our bankers is a Cub fan, uh, <laughs> and she's from Evergreen Park. That's okay. We have Cub fans on the EP podcast. We just don't let them on the White Sox show. There we go. You know, as somebody who's a small business owner, and I'm very different from, let's say, somebody who's brick and mortar or somebody that might be actually selling a product. If I'm getting towards the end of the year and I'm trying to get ready to kind of like, you know, finish off my 2021 and get ready for 2022, are there housekeeping things that like small businesses should be doing right now that they might not be doing? Yeah. Um, some of the biggest things you need to do is have yourself a good accountant, let alone a, a good banker and a good attorney that you can probably go to, but you want to be in touch with your accountant at year end just to find out what type of things you should be doing to take advantage of all the tax breaks that you can get. So I would say the number one thing you should probably do is get an accountant who you can talk to and is willing to come out and go to your business or sit down with you and talk to you about what you need to prepare for for year end. So like, let me ask you this because I want to go back to this original thing here. I mean, your dad ran a bakery that was around in Evergreen Park for a long time. It was a brick and mortar place. So you grew up in a family where somebody was doing small business. They were working in the community. Correct. They were a part of the community. You know, I would imagine the next month that's coming up here where people start to focus on small businesses and, you know, spend your money with your, your local businesses instead of, you know, running out to the big box stores. Is that why you started doing this? Like that you just got so into watching all the things that your dad was doing and you're like, I get this. I get the small business thing. I get the mentality of the people that have these. I do. And I, I, I love dealing with the small business owners. Um, and I don't think enough people fully understand the importance of shopping locally. Uh, I think that uh, more people should do that. I sometimes get upset when I hear people want to move, go out to dinner in Oak Brook and downtown Chicago. There's a plenty of great places here in Evergreen Park and just right around our neighborhood that people should be patronizing. It's like one of those things where like my wife, she's not from here, right? She's from West Virginia. So she sees the big lights downtown. And she's like, I want to go eat downtown. And that was like always her thing. Correct. And then when she discovered that there were some really great places to go eat here and there were things to do right here. I can't drag her downtown. She's like, why do we have to get on the highway and drive? All the way down? You know, that, that's kind of how she sees things. Yep. And I think it's the same thing when you go in and you shop in a place and you know, you get people like, like, let's say I'm thinking about starting a business and I come walking in there. Like how, what, what do normal small business owners or potential ones? What's the first thing that they're asking? Are they walking up asking for a loan? Are they walking up just trying to start an account? Like what is your experience with people when they're new at this? They're all over the board, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, one person come in and say, well, I'm looking to start up a business. I need to get a $200,000 uh, SBA loan. Yeah, I want one of those too. How do I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're not that easy to get. Um, and I'll, I'll work with them. I'll try to help them along and, 
and coach them there. Um, some people come in and say they want to open up a checking account. Um, and then I'll ask them, how have they set up their business? Is it a sole proprietorship? Is it a LLC? Is it a corporation? If it's a corporation, is it an S corporation? Is it a C corporation? A lot of times they look at me like a deer in headlights. So what I'll do is I'll like, well, have you talked to an accountant or, or attorney to help get you set up for your business? Right. The first thing you should do is really set your business up the way you want it set up and to get it legally documented. Um, if you have a partner, make sure you have an operating agreement. If it's your wife, you know, you don't need one. If you just sole proprietorship, you don't really need an operating agreement. But if you have a partner, you have to have an operating agreement just because it's like a prenup. Eventually, there's going to be a breakup or a fight or a disagreement. You got to go back to the document and you need that operating agreement. Is that something you normally see yourself doing though? I mean, like you're here you are. I mean, you could just say all I'm doing is opening an account for this person, but because you know enough about it, you're almost like a guide. You're like a Sherpa. You're like sitting there and they're walking up to you and they're saying, I, you know, I, I want to open up this thing because I started a business and you're looking at them going, you skipped a couple steps. Like yeah. I want to help you, but these are, get a pen and paper here. We're going to, we're going to go over to things you need to do as well. Correct. I mean, if you want to be the big box store, or you really just want to get that checking account open because you got to meet your goals to get another account open and you want to get on to the next person. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. But if you really care about your job and your people and your area, you really want to sit down and you don't want someone to go into a business or an opportunity blindly. You want to lead them along. I've found out years ago that by helping one person out and maybe you're going to tell them no, that that person is going to refer you five to 10 other people because you took the time out to really explain stuff to them in a manner that they could understand it and it made sense to them. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to ask them how they got into this type of business. What do they plan on doing with it? Uh, what are their needs are going to be? Um, if they're going to just have a podcast, they probably don't need... No, a- we don't need any more podcasts in Evergreen Park. No competition. You turn them down immediately. But if you were to come in and say, <laughs> hey, I'm starting up a... Po- I need a checking account for a podcast. Right. I know you're probably not going to need a loan. Oh, no, I'll take a loan. I just don't know if I'm ever paying it back. I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> Basically, you want to talk to them, find out what they're doing. Right. Uh, what? And from there, you're going to find out what kind of needs you're doing. Is there any other way that you want people to reach out to you or just stop in and say hi? Yeah, you can stop in and say hi. I'm there uh, most of the time, especially when it's not golf season. But uh, you can reach out. My uh, email is jbaker at wintrust.com. All right. Well, if you want to go in and have a conversation with Jack, he's over at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park in that iconic building in 95th and Pulaski. And it was nice of you to sit down and, and chat with me. And I would think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I would think it'd be a good idea, especially because of the fact that, like, you know, you're, you come from a bakery family. Like, if somebody comes in and visits you, there's a plate of donuts there, right? You got some cookies or something on the desk, right? No, we haven't Let's had go, bakery Jack. goods there for a long time. <laughs> you know, I get muscle aches all the time. I've gone from being able to do whatever I want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity. Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain. You can even use it for skin ailments like burns, 
and dry cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2,500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms right now at creakybone.com. I'm up on the rooftop with John Brand. Um, I don't think we've ever just sat on the couch and looked into each other's eyes like we are right now, John. It's such a pleasant night too. The glow, the, the glow of the streetlights on Western Avenue really don't help you at all. <laughs> John Brand, we're here at Open Outcry, 109th of Western, and uh, it's funny because I'm just out tonight because I'm at an event. I, w- I went to the uh, Mother Macaulay Dance Club event, and you have people here all the time. Like, you have all these different people that come by and have, like, their club event or a party or whatever, and here you are, and it's just a weeknight, and you've got a crowd up here on the rooftop. I mean, tell me a little bit about the groups that come through here and, and how many of them really come through and do stuff with you. We've talked before on your show about how supportive the communities are around here, the Beverly, Morgan Park, Mount Greenwood community, Evergreen Park community, how they how supportive they've been of us, and, I, and, part, of, and part of that is because we're supportive of them. All the local parishes, all the local schools, all the local organizations, they regularly have, they call us up and say, hey, can you, we're coming in with 20 people, can you host us? And we're like, we, we always say yes. We always figure out a way to get you in here. We always figure out a way to get you a section of either the rooftop or the tap room. And we've been doing it since we've opened. And it's been a nice business for us, but um, it's also been nice and rewarding to be able to offer these, offer our venue up as a place for, or like, the Mother Macaulay Men's Club to come up here and have a couple pints and enjoy themselves. Well, you know what I thought was fun is that, like, we're sitting up here, and, and I don't know if you do this for everybody. Maybe you could you tell me if somebody's having an event, but, like, these guys are just sitting around. They're, they're having some beers. They're having some pizzas. Uh, they're trying this new menu, which, first of all, is amazing. I want to talk about it before we get done tonight. But you come up, and, and they're like, hey, uh, do you want to talk? And you're like, why don't I show people around the brewery? And then you're – I mean, I, I got to think that, like – you must really love what you do to be like, yeah, it's the evening. Yeah, I might be tired from a day of work, but I'm going to show like just a bunch of different groups around my brewery and kind of like show the place off. I mean, you just jumped right into action. Come on, dude. You make beer and you get to drink it with people. I mean, <laughs> this is why you get into this business because you love beer. Right. You love sharing it with people right. and you love talking about beer in the brewing process. So anytime groups come in, we'll always offer them brewery tours and uh, you know, as you know, our brewery isn't huge, but it's still, people are still interested to go back there and learn about the brewing process and learn about the biology and the chemistry and the physics and the science behind making beer and just how difficult and fun it is, that blend of art and science. And to be able to talk about that anytime is, I love doing it. So if a group wants a brewery tour, I'm gonna, anybody that asks to go back there, I'm going to take them back there. I want to tell you about some of the things on your menu, on your your new updated menu that I really like because we haven't talked about it yet. Can I first talk about the cheese curds? Like, you're the first place in the history of the Midwest, I believe, that's figured out that if we make the breading like garlic bread and have garlic cheese curds, people will lose their minds. These these have instantly become the best thing that I can find on a menu in the South Side. They're they're definitely garlicky, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's a ton of garlic. They're in incredible. Them. Yeah, the feedback's been good. Um, if you like garlic on anything, you'll like these cheese curds for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then your pizzas. 
I, uh, I tried your Hawaiian finally. You, you were like, oh, not everybody likes pineapple on a pizza. I used to live on the West Coast, so they used to put pineapple on all their pizzas out there. They were really into Hawaiian pizzas. So I gave it a shot, and it's, you know, chicken and it's a little bit of a sweeter sauce and the pineapple, and I, I ate it up the other day. It was good. It's a Hawaiian barbecue pineapple pizza uh, with pineapple chunks on it. Pineapple on pizza in Chicago is an incredibly controversial thing. I've had I've had people want to take swings at me because we put pizza, we put pineapple on pizza here. But uh, it, it's got a niche, and there's a number of people that like it. And uh, if you're adventurous, you've never had it, you should give it a shot. It is a it is a, a bar it is a uh, bourbon barbecue sauce that's on that as well. That's why I like it. That's obvious. It's the bourbon in me. Um, I converted a guy to speculator for you. You know that I did. I I had a guy standing here with a Miller Lite can. And, and everybody else was ordering out of, you know, like things off the tap. And then he was going to order another Miller Lite. I was like, did you try to Speculator? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, my dad drinks Miller Lite, but he comes here and he drinks Speculator. So I, I wanted to point that out to you so you were proud of me. That's been one of the most, uh, one of the most fun things uh, in this place is, try, is we, we do offer Miller Lite, right? If you want to drink Miller Lite, I want to offer you Miller Lite because I just want you to come in and eat pizza. Right. But when I see people drinking Miller Lite, they're usually going to get assaulted by me with, Three pints of speculator just to show people that um, locally made small batch beer uh, can be designed to drink what you're used to. So the speculator has been a good beer for us in that sense. Uh, it's our gateway beer for Miller Lite, Bud Light, and Coors Light drinkers, and it, it translates well. Most of the time, I can get people to drink a second pint. You know, I love cool weather, but I know you're going to convert very soon here. Tell everybody what's coming up here on the rooftop, because uh, I'm sure you're getting close to it. Yeah, so this will be year year four. Year four of having uh, outdoor dining options in Chicago on the south side during the winter. And uh, it looks like we're going to be putting these things together in the next week and a half, two weeks. They're like cabins, right? They're cab yeah, they're, they're insulated cabins with with uh, heat inside. And it's it's an outdoor dining experience on the rooftop. Uh, it's a it's a really fun. It's been a great experience for the South Side for the last four years, especially when it's snowing and people are outside on the rooftop drinking and then going in the cabin where it's warmer and eat, eating pizza. Um, we hope to get these things launched in the next three weeks or so. I will say one more thing before we get out of here. I want to tell this story to everybody. So uh, I had tickets to game three and game four of the American League Division Series where I watched an incredible game three and a terrible game four. But game four had a rain delay when people were pulling out of their driveways. And it was so funny because like, I look at my daughter and we're gonna be going to the game and I'm like, sweetheart, the game's canceled. We're not going today. What do you wanna do? And she's like, can we go over to Open Outcry and get a pizza? And I was like, yes, we can. First of all, this is how I raised her, to bring me to a brewery. Like, where do you want to go? Anywhere you want to go, sweetheart. I want to go someplace to get a pizza where you could drink craft beer. Dad, I'm like, I love you. You're my favorite. But I walk in here, and there's all kinds of White Sox jerseys. Was that like one of those days where you're like, oh, this is just going to be like a normal Monday, but now I'm going to have a crowd? Uh, in this business, you do get caught sometimes with crowds without being appropriately staffed. <laughs> in Monday afternoon at 1 o'clock this last week was definitely one of those. Yeah, there was um, the place filled up. Everyone was wearing White Sox gear, and it was all the folks that were going to go to the game, and they got canceled, so they came up here and had some pizza and drank some beer. It was, it, it was a fun afternoon. We had a good time. Tells you a lot about, like, when the game was canceled, everybody sat there and said, open outcry. I mean, you got to feel good about that. Yeah, it's great. It, it's, <laughs> it's just nice to it's nice to be in that conversation, I guess. <laughs> just just to be part of the family's conversation about where we're going to go out and dine tonight and and spend and spend some hard-earned money, it's nice to be part of that conversation. What What's the next big beer? 
What does what Wilt got coming off? He's got some uh, bourbon stuff. What's he got coming off? Yeah, so today he released the ESB, the Extra Special Bitter. It's a traditional English ale that he's made before. It sells really well. He's going to put it on Nitro. That, that dropped today. That's the uh, IPO, right? That's the IPO. Oh, I had one earlier. Those are great. I it's love delicious. them. Delicious. It's malty. It's sweet. Just a nice traditional English style beer, and it's easy drinking. And it's not high alcohol. Uh, it's a fun beer to drink. That came out today. Next week, a one of our one of our fan favorites called the Grace. It's a it's an IPA with uh, some very specific hops that we use when we get our hands on them. He brewed that last week, and that should be on draft. Uh, next week, I'm also being told by him that he's going to start dumping and unloading all, uh, a handful of the barrel aged barrels that we filled up during the pandemic last year that have been uh, that have been in in barrels now for any depending on which barrel between nine and twelve months. You're going to start seeing those come out in the ne- in the next couple of weeks, and I'm really excited to share that beer with people. Open outcry located just south of 109th Street on Western. Our buddy John Brand is good enough to sit around and talk beer with us and threw a heck of a party uh, on just a weeknight uh, up on top of his patio because that's what he does. Thanks, bud. Why not? You know, normally I pop in there and I don't even see John because he's just so busy and I bumped into him up on top of the roof and I'm like, I got the mic. Let's talk about this rooftop. And he was nice enough to spend some time with me. I know you get busy as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the EP podcast. You can do it very simply. Any podcast player around, just use it on your phone, your tablet, whatever. Search the EP podcast. Boom, you got it. Tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the EP podcast. Or go to the eppodcast.com and all of the options are right there for you. And if it's complicated, just sign up, put your email right there in the spot where you can do it, and you'll get a reminder every time a show comes out. Don't rely on social media. It's unreliable. And it's getting weird been getting weird for a while we'll talk to you soon this is the ep podcast found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com have a great week another show is wrapped up another show's in the books another show is wrapped up and then by the looks it's gonna be a good one and we'll see you next week and the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.